2020. My heart is already broken. <laughs> the Saints have lost three in a row. But that's okay. That's okay. We're here. We are excited to share our top 10 each essential movies of the decade. Kabiko, I just got to say, I was listening to one of our old takes. And we, we've, come a, we've come a long way, especially me. I'm a little bit more, I have a little bit more inflection in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't sound like Arnold trying to lead, read a script off of a, off of a moving car's windshield. And yeah. neither do I. You, you know, know? We, we've, we've, we've evolved. We have. And it's, it's fun to kind of look back and just be like, wow. Even my mom would give me crap when she would call me growing up. She'd be like, you sound so monotone. I have a little enthusiasm in your voice and i'm like all right all right so if it's anything about movies unless we're talking about cats yeah or <laughs> countdown or jurassic world 2 then yeah oh, we should be pretty geez. i mean decently excited at most yeah or at the least and like i said uh i'm glad to be here because this is what i need i need i need some distractions lsu tigers are still in it go tigers go, go tigers they're still i mean make a movie out of <laughs> coach ed orgeron what a guy absolute legend Man, didn't didn't they do horribly like two years ago or something like that? Yeah, they, they had, like were, a really bad season. Yeah, they were kind of spot. They've always had talent, but now it's just they have an incredible offense they're putting together. So it's exciting. The Saints can't do it, but maybe LSU can. Go hey. Dolphins! <laughs> hey, hey, because the Dolphins they they played the Titans and they won. So hey, you know what? I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with mediocrity. I'm happy with uh, being the only team with an undefeated season and winning the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, we're just riding on that record that stood for like 40 plus years now. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're a Warriors fan. So, you know, you've had your fun. Yeah, that is true. All is good. That's, it's great now. You get to watch a team that's last in the West. Probably if they're like second to last in the whole league. Um, their gains are on starting at like 1030 at night out here in Arkansas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're still here. Yeah. We're kicking. I love I'm that. Happy. And uh, as I mentioned, we're going to give you all our top 10 so 20 total and this isn't a ranking this is just 20 films that we have collaborated about that we feel are essential these are must watches now there's other films that we are not going to name that are also great but we feel like these 20 are movies that if you have not seen get your get your bottom to the seat and go get your credit card onto your uh blockbuster uh video rental account so you can go on down and rent some videos for blockbuster buy one of those popcorn tubs my it all popped up and nice for yourself so you can watch these movies my word or go down to walgreens get some prescription if you're sick grab that red box <laughs> there there is legit a family video about an hour away from our away from our apartment oh my gosh that's enough yeah, it's like in the middle of nowhere missouri it's so sweet that's enough incentive just to fly out and yeah, so a lot of these movies I think will will probably be streaming. And if you've seen them before, great. Watch them again. If you haven't seen them, obviously we recommend Please them. Please see them. They are. You, we not only do we recommend them, but this is like the official slash unofficial. You have to watch them, or you haven't lived. But not really. And it's okay. And from your very own sweet TC and the sweet Keeks. Kidding me? Oh my gosh! Love doing That's... love doing the top ten of twenty nine. And I'm just glad, like I said. That you and I had different lists. Yeah, I was actually like pleasantly surprised by that. I mean, we did have two that had the same exact spot, Joker and uh, the Irishman. I was not expecting that. Oh, yeah. And we did have some that were. (laughs) That's right. Six and five. (laughs) Actually, Joker has been pushed back now because we both saw Little Women as a little surprise review. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I like plus. I like Little Women. I'm going to give it a sweet. I'll give it a. I'll give it an A minus A. Yeah. Okay. I say it's oh, very sweet. Yeah, it was. I did not think I was going to like it at all. It was It was very surprising. And I thought the performances were phenomenal. It's very whimsical and charming. Yeah. And I think it was great. I feel like this didn't get marketed a lot. And granted, it's a, it's a remake. It's obviously based off of the book. My mom's read it like times when i told her i was gonna go watch she's like i've read it three times <laughs> so oh, here's here's your sweet movie morsel of the day when i was a little boy i would call it widow women ah little that little is, tender keeks that was about when I, I didn't peak then but my cuteness might have peaked then yeah i could i can widow women yeah 
No, it was a good film. And it's by yeah. uh, Greta, what, Greta Gerwig? Greta Gerwig, yeah. Lady Bird director. Yeah. Who is not a bad director. She's actually a very, very great director. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's two for two films. My gosh. So I really yeah. like really like Little Women. If you've not seen it, get to it. And we'll have 1917 coming out this week. And Just Mercy, right? Yes, sir. Nice. Oh, my dog is just rolling right through here. We might get a little special guest every so often. Perfect. Hi, little. Can you move right over here? Thank you. January is actually starting out with a bang. (laughs) Yeah, with the grudge. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's hop into it. Let's let's get right into, as we've always said from take one, the N-I-T-T-Y-G-R-I-T-Y. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's do it. It's time. Let's do it. Um, I'll start. So we'll just hop back and forth. And again, these are our lists. Uh, I'll give 10, and then obviously Keith will give 10. We'll just hop back and forth. Uh, The first one, like I said, no ranking, but right out of the gate right here, Baba Yaga. John Wick released in 2014. And this was like a hard list to come up with because there's a lot of films. I wanted to include an action film, and John Wick is one of the best action films of the decade. And it kind of just introduced a new way to shoot action scenes and fighting scenes before especially with the with the born movies it introduced that shaky cam style that started to be used so often and it just looked bad you couldn't tell the action going on and so the people who worked on on john wick were like all right we're gonna have it be fixed shots we're going to film it well in one one smooth motion so you get all the action into one screen as much as you can. And uh, who who doesn't like John Wick? This has to be the most beloved franchise that has come out of the 2010s. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I I, I agree. And Keanu Reeves, what's, the, what's there not to love about this guy? This guy is a good dude. And kind of a fun little movie morsel is I was actually watching an interview of Ana de Armas, uh, who starred in Knives Out, and she said... She had a question. She said, has there ever been like a, a bad take? And what was an experience like that? She's like, yeah, I was filming a movie one time with Keanu Reeves. And it was a really bad take. And she just, after the take, she's like, well, we're not changing anybody's lives. And Keanu Reeves looks at her and, says, and he says, don't say that. Like, these movies do make a difference in people's lives. So, kind of insightful. Like, Keanu Reeves is a good dude. And he just took to heart John Wick and ran with it. And did a lot of his own stunts. Amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. He and he's got the technique. I mean, I talk with I don't know anything about guns. I don't really care much about guns. But for my friends who do, they are like they live by John Wick and just say that it always just seems so accurate and real. Yeah. I like that. And he's yeah. sweet. And John Wick 2, the sequel, phenomenal. John Wick 3 came out this yeah. past year, not as good as the first two, but still just a fun a fun watch. So we'll see what they do with the fourth one. But yeah, Definitely. John Wick, essential movie. If you want to watch fun action flick, I mean, the plot is just about a dog, too. So you're, getting, yeah. you're hitting all cylinders. <laughs> this, you know, and that does not lead me perfectly into mine. But we're going to say it does because the 2010s was defined by social media and the Internet. <laughs> Everyone, you know, you have you saw the emergence of Twitter, of Instagram, Snapchat. TikTok. <laughs> All of these different social media platforms and nothing encapsulated that better than 2013's Her directed by Spike Jones. You see this man who has his AI with him and he starts to fall in love with the AI and the story unfolds before you. And it's real. I mean, this movie came out six years ago, but so much of its plot points are relevant to today with. Like all of the like the waifu pillows and all of the stuff that people are like virtual reality. You can really immerse yourself. And I think her is just such a great piece of work for anyone who's interested in, I don't know, the Internet or love or both of those combined into one thing. Yeah. And as I said, uh, you recommended this movie. I watched this a couple of weeks ago and. It Like I said, when we talked about it, this movie is ahead of its time. It's crazy because of all the advances we've seen in technology, especially social media with Alexa. It's crazy to think, you know, that probably a lot of people have relationships with their AI. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. I mean, and then to say that I wasn't tempted before I got married. I would definitely be lying, my friend. 
Ale- like I've said, Alexa, play Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Add to the grocery list. What do you want? Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix is a fantastic, fantastic job. Alexa, add roses and chocolates to grocery list. Stop. There for you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what they would do. I don't even know what it would do if you said that. But yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, great as always. And it's on. Great as always. It's on Netflix, I believe. So check this out. Check this out if you haven't. Please and do it. You'll love it. My next one, I think, is still on Netflix. Was one of the most fun theater experiences I've had in a while. And we had the early screen for this baby, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my gosh. This film made me feel like a 12, 13-year-old kid again. I loved it. And how, how I was able to translate comic book like panels to the big screen. Animation just made it perfect. Yeah, I think this is one of the best animated movies of the decade. I would probably put this and Coco... Neck and neck, really. I, I liked Coco a lot. Ooh, you like Coco that much? I did. I did. It was actually really surprising. So very emotional. Yeah. Um, Spider Man to the Spider Verse. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. If you have not, really check this out. And at the time, Spider Man Homecoming came out, and I was just like, "Do we need another Spider Man movie?" And yes, yes, we did because this made all the wrongs, <laughs> the Spider Man Homecoming, <laughs> right. Because Spider-Man, and Amazing Spider-Man two, oh, and Amazing Spider-Man, geez. partly even Spider-Man three. Yeah, I would say Spider-Man two, then Spider-Man one, then this Spider-Man's. Those are my top three Spider-Mans, hands down. Yes, I agree. And that, and that's those are three really close, close races. So Spider-Man and the Spider Verse, absolute blast. The animation did with they did with it was really unique. Love it, and the soundtrack was and awesome I, too. Like that leap of faith scene, goosebumps. Oh. If you guys saw our Instagram, we had to put it in there. I think I think this brings me into a quick little point that I want to make is we saw the emergence of so many interesting creators. Philip Lord and Chris Miller are the ones who produced this movie. They directed the Jump Street movies. They also directed and created the Lego movie. I mean, these guys are going to hit it huge in the 2020s with brand new ideas, even building off previous ideas. They can't really go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought Lego, the Lego movie, the first one, was actually a fun I film. I love the Lego movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love the Lego movie. And actually, in a way that leads me into my choice for my next essential movie, it is came out in 2010, probably maybe one of the most deserving on this list, Christopher Nolan's Inception, which is now streaming on Netflix. I mean, what can't be said that's already been said about Inception? Huge budget. Killed it at the box office. Practical effects. An original crazy story. I mean, there's nothing else that can be said that hasn't already been said about Inception. It rules. You can watch it a hundred times. You can interpret it a bunch of different ways. But it's just a blast to watch. Yeah, I think I think you know all that. I can't even add anything to it. It's Inception is an absolute ride. Super fun. Performances are great by everybody. And like you said, it's an original movie. It's a great oh. story. It's a it's a heist about stealing dreams and ideas, and it's tense too. And you can interpret oh my gosh. like like the you last s- like thirty minutes are holy crap, just a ride. Like you said, you can interpret it any way. Like is that is that thing still moving? No, yeah. 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 I think he actually answered it. I don't remember what he said, but I think he's like actually said, "Hey, all you dumb internet people who keep speculating, it's not that deep." Yeah, <laughs> what he said. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, Inception was, that might be the best movie that's come out this whole entire decade. Easily, easily top five without, might, without a it's, doubt. It's the most memorable. Yeah. I don't know if, eh, I think we could debate that, but I, I like, I like that take. That's a great take. Hot takes all the time. And that leads, Serving them up. that leads me into another really, really insightful movie. Now we go to the movies, as I've always mentioned, to be entertained. But a lot of times there are some movies and certain films that come out that enlighten you, that you learn something that was really important, and that is The Big Short. Oh, I knew it. I, well, I didn't know it, but I remember you were flirting with it. I'm yeah. not to include I had it. So to, why I had did to, you? Why'd you put it on? I had to include this movie because I love 
just the insight it gives about the market crash that happened in 2008-2009, um, all the investors with, uh, going against the banking of these mortgages and whatnot. And I remember I watched this for the first time for finance class a couple years ago, and I fell in love with this film. I, like I said, the performances are awesome, too. You have Christian Bell. You have Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling's in it. It's just a fun film. It's funny too, directed by Adam McKay. And uh apparently for him to do this deal to direct this, he had to also direct a sequel to Anchorman, from what I understand. So kind of oh, kind of a fun little mo- movie morsel there. But like I, I said, that. it's an insightful it's an insightful movie. It was an important thing in history that happened. So crazy. Crazy that these investors actually bet against the U.S. mortgage market. And, and in the movie, they just play that all these banks were like, are you dumb? Like, the mortgage is so steady. It's so safe. But at the time, it wasn't. So, crazy. I really, really recommend watching The Big Short if you've not learned more about history, uh, a financial crisis in our nation that occurred. And not, like, see not some, even that long ago. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. 10, 12 years ago. Exactly. 2008 2009 so check it I out be, and they and they were building up to it it was like 2006 2007 when they started to discover that these mortgages weren't safe and a lot of you know people were not able to pay their mortgages and the bonds were terrible so check out the big short the performances are awesome it's a very funny movie too but it's pretty pretty crazy and you know what guys if you're feeling maybe a little bad that you haven't seen some of these i have not seen the big short so oh. I'm going to add that one to my list Ooh. because I've heard the same thing. I've heard it's really, really good. And it's to tie right into this one. <laughs> this next movie that I have is probably the craziest action movie of the decade. Yeah. You, you had your John Wicks, which are amazing. But there's something about this movie that takes all the action to the next level. And that is Mad Max Fury Road 2015. George Miller's sequel to his Mad Max trilogy from the 80s. I mean, practical effects everywhere. The cars, they actually built the cars that were there. You had all these stuntmen who were involved. I mean, absolutely crazy. And John and uh, Tom Hardy once again proving that he is the best actor when not showing his face or or (laughs) his face is being covered. I, I know. He does such a good job. He's with, absolutely <laughs> undefeated when it comes to that. Just limited dialogue, but he could kill it with his facial expression. Dude, I remember when I f- went and saw this film for the first time, I was not expecting much. It looked terrible. And when I sat in that theater and watched this film, I was like, that was a blast. That was super fun. Exceed my expectations. I agree. I think this, I am, this is hands oh. down top three best action films of the decade. I, I would even, I mean, you even had Mission Impossible Fallout. That's awesome. There are tons of action movies that came out. It was a golden age of action movies in the 2010s. But, man, Mad Max, John Wick, like you said, those are two essential action movies you got to check out. I agree, 100%. Mad Max, watch it. Now, this is definitely changing pace here with the next one. Ooh, we going to slow it down a little bit? We got to slow it down, tickle the ivory a little bit, and that is La La Land. Alexa, play... I don't know. Okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> La La Land. You know what this movie did for me? I sat down after this movie ended, and I started getting on Google and looking at piano lessons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I sat there, and I said, why did I ever stop? Why? My mom told me. She said, you are going to regret You're going to regret it. Played piano Same. for like four, three, four years. I could even play when the Saints go marching in. Like off the top of my head, it was great. But oh, dang! This is a great musical, and for me to utter those words of saying "great musical," that that's hard for me to do. And La La Land does just that. It is a fantastic musical. Great story. Great romance. And it's not cliche because the ending. I don't. I don't want to give it away, but. You don't really see it coming. You do, but you don't. So I like, yeah. La- I like La La Land a lot. I think Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling do a fantastic job. Their chemistry is great, and the score is phenomenal. Yeah, you know, I think when it comes to La La Land is you, you get 
It gives you such a unique feeling of warmth and energy. The songs. I mean, I, I, I still listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Every so often. Original music too. watching Ryan Gosling just sing and the set pieces were him and uh, Emma Stone are going into song, whether it's together or individually. It just it brings you even more into it. And Damien Chazelle, uh, to, that dude is absolutely crazy and he films his films are so tight yeah and he's 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 been a man he's been a breakout this this decade for sure well they'll, 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 they'll probably be another film we'll be talking about from him but la la land is so sweet i really liked it and when it came out and got all that buzz i was like really and i finally sat down and watched it. i was like okay i can understand like this is actually a really really fun film really good one and you know what this actually leads me into my next choice a little bit better than the big short did into Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> is what was so amazing about the 2010s is you got to see a lot more people band together in supporting marginalized group of filmmakers that didn't normally get their voices heard. I mean, up until the 2010s, like it, the film industry has been dominated by men, which isn't not a bad thing, not a good thing. It's just how it's been. And we got one of the best coming of age films of this decade, maybe even of all time, probably even of all time. And that is Greta Gerwig's 2017 Lady Bird. It is just a joy to watch. Saoirse Ronan, goodness, bless her soul. I wish I could do it in her accent. She's a beautiful Irish accent. So fun as the char- as the titular character of Lady Bird. You've got Timothy Chalamet, who's hit it huge in the 2010s. Oh, man. Great killer cast. It, it, and it's just, there's it has so much heart to it. Even though Lady Bird and her relationship with her mom is so chaotic, you still get that sense of it's just a parent looking out for the best for their child. And watching them grow up and they grow up so quick and even for us you know you see her go to college and it's like man that's how i was too like i didn't get along well with my parents and i went to college and i was calling i still call my parents like a couple a few times a week i get advice from them anytime that i can and it rings true to a lot of us i mean again stop nail it on the head i love ladybird ladybird was fun you know what that movie is that movie's endearing it is. And you know what? Even though I walked in a little bit late because my mozzarella sticks got <laughs> yeah. got done too late, I have watched it multiple times since, and I love the beginning. I love the whole movie. It's got a good little soundtrack, early 2000s movie. Greta Gerwig, she also directed Lady or um, Little Women, as we know, and she's going to hit it big as well in the 2020s, and oh. I cannot wait for her future stuff. Yep, I, I agree. Love that. Love Lady Bird. Really fun watch. and. My next one for the essentials, this was, I think, the best comedy personally for me. And this is an essential movie to watch because it's just also an original film and it's a blast. I mean, the chemistry between these two actors, you wouldn't put them together, but they kill it. Again, Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe, the nice guys. Oh my gosh. I forgot that you had this on your list. This was such a, this was a, an absolute, an absolute blast to watch. I mean, yeah, we remember. I, I remember we all watched this together. You, me, Mark, Steve-O. Steve-O. We had a blast. I mean, the film. Seriously, watch this. Watch this movie. It's a blast. Shane Black does a terrific job at directing this film. Um, again, like great cast. It's just a blast. So, Nice Guys for me is the best comedy of the decade. And there's some other comedies I haven't seen, but The Nice Guys, again, just absolute surprise. Check it out. If you've not seen this movie, highly recommend it. You will not regret it. Yeah, the the great thing about The Nice Guys is you can really feel the the and just the organic chemistry between Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Like how Ryan Gosling has his hand broken and his shirts are always like cut and like formed around his broken hand. <laughs> I know. There are little so... things in the movie that just work so well on so many degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And it's witty. Shane Black also did the Lethal Weapon tr- series as well. So it's like he kind of took his roots of doing those buddy cops and making it a little bit more modern while also not being as modern and yeah, it was also did it was just a, also did Iron Man three. So 
Definitely better than Iron Man 2, IMO. Yes, he's in Predator as well. Yeah, he is. He wrote, wrote the new Predator, which was a, was it that's best from what I've heard. Moving but, on, but <laughs> but Nice Guys was good. So watch Nice Guys. Yeah. Definitely, definitely essential. And my next essential movie is coming in the realm of the genre that is my baby that I love more than anything else. It's horror. In the 2010s, we saw tons of great new horror movies. You got Hereditary. You had The Babadook. You had a universe of horror movies that kills it at the box office in The Conjuring. The Witch. But n- The Witch. Sheesh. Gosh, I've got to. Yeah, tons. But nothing has scared me and affected me more than Jordan Peele's Get Out that came out in 2017. My favorite movie going moment. The. It, it just takes so many horror elements that you wouldn't think of and just absolutely it, it works so well. It's a thriller. It's tense. It's funny. It's genre bending. And I love everything about Get Out. I can't. There's nothing else I can say more about it. It's it's so fun. Moving on. <laughs> I actually watched this. I think I've said this on the pod like a while ago, but. I actually watched this on like Facebook. Someone released it and leaked it. <laughs> like after, oh, did you watch after it? like two months? So I watched it totally through there, and yeah, it was it was it was pretty pretty crazy. I actually, like I said, I regret not seeing this in theaters with you. I thought that would have been a fun movie theater experience that you've shared before. So I'm glad this is definitely an essential movie to watch just to see Jordan Peele's what his debut, right? Yes. Yeah, knocked out of the park. Okay. I mean, yeah. My next one. And I don't even know how. I just, I'm just going to say it right out. Just Blade Runner 2049, folk. Yeah, it, it needs no introduction. It does. It does not. And I remember we saw this on opening night Thursday at the Megplex Geneva. Your friend came who just loved Blade Runner. I don't even remember his name. What was his name? Yeah, Jake. Jake Ackley. Yeah, he was a hobo. Hi, Jake, if you're listening. Um, dude, I thought this movie was so cool. Just the cinematography, uh, the the soundtrack, the score, the score, the just everything Sound about editing, it. Editing, yeah, dude. Just it, I felt like I was in Los Angeles in 2049. I mean, could you imagine Theodore from us? living in Blade Runner 2049, he'd be in absolute heaven. Oh, my gosh. So He could have his AI mixed with an actual person. It'd be <laughs> game over. Yeah, I'd love Blade Runner 2049. This is an essential movie because it's a great sequel. It's not a sequel that you necessarily need, but it knocks it out of the park. I mean, the, direct, the director, Denis Villeneuve, wow, kills it. And he's been just an up-and-coming director. I, I think arguably I would I would say that he is the director that's most defined the decade. He he's had like four or five movies come out this in the twenty tens and they were all A's A pluses. Yeah. Enemy, Prisoners, Sicario, the first one. Uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine. What else? Am I missing anything? Um no well there's um Incendies was like his first movie, but it wasn't a big release either, so yeah. That I can think of, yeah, that's right. Oh, Arrival, hello. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Ooh, that might have given us a heads up of where we're going on your list, I think. <laughs> um, you know, and even to, to build off of your Blade Runner 2049, 2010s also we saw an emergence of all sorts of reboots and sequels and remakes and anything like that people are starting to think okay hollywood are they running out of ideas which obviously isn't true but every year people ask the same thing you had fox who had the um the x-men characters you had dc who had um warner brothers who had dc but nothing did it better than marvel studios with the marvel cinematic universe and while endgame capped that off this year with just like a nine and a half ten fan service landing i think the most essential comic book movie that defines the 2010s is 2018's avengers infinity war directed by the russo brothers it it brought a whole 10 years of work together 
stuck the landing in developing the biggest villain that they've introduced into the universe and was, I think, the my favorite and possibly best movie of last year. Maybe not best, but I think it's the most essential and it just defines this decade so well. Yeah. And you and, loved it too. Right? Oh, of course. Avengers Infinity War, like you said, stuck the landing. The buildup from all these, the MCU, the post-credit scenes, everything. And Thanos was menacing, man. Like, he was the villain. And you, you kind of, like, cheered for him in a weird way, but obviously didn't. And I just, Avengers Infinity War was an absolute blast. Like, you almost didn't even need it, Gabe. You just wanted to just be like, all right, you won. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, and that's what made it so interesting. It's like you left and thinking... How are they going to come back from this? And I thought it was just so fun to see other characters together, like Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man with Doctor Strange. It was just fun to see these different dynamics, these different characters on screen together, just doing their own little journey, then meeting up at Wakanda and on uh, the planet Titan. It was just a blast. Yeah. Blast. The last so, act is so, so fun. I, I've watched, I can't tell you how many times I can just sit down and watch that movie it works so well, and Thanos is Marvel's, in, in my opinion, Thanos is Marvel's, it's Marvel's Joker. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Their, their best villain that they've had. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can really top a better villain than that for Marvel. I mean, my opinion, I love Green Goblin, Doc Ock, but overall oh, MCU, true. I mean, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the next phase. But it's, it's basically over. It's time for DCEU to really capitalize and take over. So uh, for me, an essential movie, one of the most fun movies I've seen, obviously, this decade. And this is essential not only because is it fun. However, the sound editing and seeing how the music incorporates into the film. And you have a fun movie morsel about this, but that is 2017. Baby Driver from Edgar Let's Wright. Go. And do you want do you want to show this movie morsel with me? I had no idea about this. Yeah, so when um Edward when Edgar Wright was, you know, casting the movie and everything, the cast got the mo- got the soundtrack for the movie before they even got the script. They had the soundtrack and some kind of like notes for what they want for what he wanted to do with the movie, and then that's what they based the script on and everything else. So it's they did like the whole filmmaking process in reverse was starting with the music going down to the lines. And it's so cool. It, it, it is. And I will say this baby driver. That is, that is the best opening scene to probably a movie I've ever seen. Just right out from the get go. You got Johnny B in the front seat, <laughs> baby driver. The other two in the back Anything, seat. Any movie that starts off with Johnny B in the front seat, you're hooked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could just be a, a movie of I, him sitting in the front seat of a car good for night. two hours. And they rob the bank, and I love when they get back inside the car, and Johnny John Bernthal is points forward, and Baby Driver reverses the car, a bell-bottom going on blast, and they're escaping from the cops. Super fun. It's just like, wow. Like Normally, there's some buildup, but this is just right out of the gate. Action, fun, bell-bottoms. And it's a good, it's a good film. So check out Baby Driver to see how important, obviously, music can be incorporated in film. And Edgar Wright does that exceptionally well. Yes, that's I. I love that you picked it because I remember you went and saw that movie like two or three times in theater as well. Uh, I I saw it a one other time in theater, and I've seen it uh, oh. like once after that. So I was, yeah, saw it twice in theater. And I had a blast. And you know. My my next choice is something that I it's a movie that I could watch over and over again. And not only is it a movie I can watch over and over again, it's a movie that I can recommend to people to introduce them to a new genre that they've probably previously thought is weird or maybe taboo. Mm-hmm. And it is 2016's Your Name, directed by Makoto Shinkai. It is if anyone is looking to maybe dabble a little bit in anime or if you think that anime is nothing but like tentacle monsters and stuff, please go watch your name. It is beautiful. The animation is stunning. The story is so much fun. And sometimes it it's a little convoluted, but I, I've seen it so many times and it gets me every time. There's one scene where someone opens their hand and I cry every time. 
you know, and, it's and for all the fun. people who say anime is weird, it's for it's for we, you know, weebs and whatnot. Listen, mm-hmm. there are some really strange anime. There's some strange yeah. anime shows and whatnot and series. <laughs> We're not gonna sugarcoat it. That's true. No, I will. I will. But your name is a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Phenomenal anime. Like I said, like you said. And seriously, check it out. It's a good. It's a good story too. Good kind of romance story, and the animation's great. So, check out check out your name. And while you're at it, check out Naruto after if you're filling up to it. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so for my next one, we have just a few more folks. We're almost there. Damien Chazelle, 2014, Whiplash. What a oh. My gosh, what a this this movie is just you're just tense watching this. <laughs> you just, you, like J.K. Simmons the whole time, just through the screen, you you feel like he's yelling at you, and you're just tightening up, like he's just grabbing you and just telling you to be better. But you're like, okay, it's that Miles Teller, it's not me. <laughs> Thank goodness, freak. So honestly, the performances by these two are so good because. Growing up playing sports, I've had coaches that obviously get on me, criti- criticize me for my play and performance, and it was fun to see that. Obviously, this is to a whole different degree, but uh, just a credible film from the standpoint of J.K. Simmons alone might have one of the best performances I've ever seen just because he just gets after it. Like, hate him, but you also love him because he's just a perfection. Yes. He's a perfectionist. And he's like, he's compelling, but then he's a scumbag, and then he's compelling again. Yep, yep. You almost feel like Miles Teller works to impress him, but the ending, for me, I feel, proves otherwise. Yeah. And I love the ending to Whiplash. The ending is awesome. So, And he, he expects the best out of his students, and he just takes nothing. He doesn't take the short road. He really wants everything from students to be 100%. So Whiplash, amazing. And I'm so glad you watched this film for the first time just a few weeks ago. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And, you know, my next choice was one of, has been one of my favorite movies from this decade. But I hesitated putting it on there because it's not necessarily well-known and might not necessarily be his best work to some people. However, the fact that he wrote this and directed it and directed one of the tensest scenes I've ever seen in a film ever about a subject that... In, relating to Native Americans that is never talked about, it is 2017's Wind River, written and directed by what we believe to be the most talented writer of this decade, Taylor Sheridan. Wind River is a ride. It's twists and turns. It's a thriller. It's compelling. It's emotional. And you get the sense that the Native American village where it's been taking place, it's just like, you know, how did how do they not have the resources? Like, how are they supposed to do this? And even the FBI agent who comes in realizes, whoa, like, how are we supposed to compete against something that's so much bigger than what we can even imagine? And watching the little guy go up against Goliath and take them down. And it's on it's on Netflix right now. It's one. Of, it's my favorite movie of 2017. Wind River is fantastic. And this was such, such a surprise in theaters because I, I didn't see a trailer. I didn't know anything about this film. We just watched it. It was like a $5 yeah. Tuesday. And Edge of Your Seat and the performances. I mean, Jeremy Renner, this is his best performance. And even yes, Elizabeth even Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, they both are fantastic in this film. And as you said, Taylor Sheridan, the best best writer probably of the decade. I mean, seriously, he he had some awesome, awesome films. And Wind River is just another thing, another one to add to his list. So yeah, he, he kind of created his own genre over the decade, starting with Sicario and then Hell or High Water. And to cap it off with Wind River, he built this neo-Western movie genre that is so cool. All, all of those movies are I can recommend too. Sicario, Hell or High Water, Wind River. They're all so great. Wind River, what a fun theater experience. You were just hyped. I remember you were like clapping. <laughs> Let's go. That was I, so fun. I, I love Wind River. Folks, seriously, we have not said it enough. Watch Wind River. Get to it. Worth worth yes. your time. Worth the two hours. And uh, my next one, this is from 2014. Another Christopher Nolan. Murph. Interstellar. 
<laughs> I'm glad that you put this on here because it seems to be the most controversial of Nolan's filmography. I've noticed that, and I think you know, as as I've said, movies are very polarizing. A lot of people like certain films, then when other people don't. And I love Interstellar. This is honestly my top five, top ten movies of all time. I love this film. I love the idea of just—I've always been fascinated with space, what's out there, black holes. Mm-hmm. And what a gut-wrenching scene when they're on that planet for more than an hour or so. And it's like seven, seven years go by after you've been on a planet for that planet for two hours or something like that. I don't know the correct math off the top of my head. But they get up there to the, to the shuttle and the guy's been there for seven years. He goes through, Matthew McConaughey goes through all the messages of his family. It's been seven years. He's like, Beating his grandkids to the video that is gut wrenching, and Matthew McConaughey does a phenomenal job. You just feel the emotion in that scene. Just love the score from Hans Zimmer as well, creating that space ambience, noise type setting. And I can't speak more highly of Interstellar. Like the people that dislike it, I mean, dislike what you want, but I think Interstellar is a masterpiece, and I love it. I love that you love it. So it's it's it's, so great. I think it's the best space movie of the 2010s. I love The Martian as well. Love that. But Interstellar edges out The Martian for me. So check out Interstellar if you have not. Mm. It is a bit of a long film, two hours and 49 minutes. And it is worth worth your time. Is it two hours? Better than Ad Astra then? Or (laughs) Uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I hate it when we make those like deep cuts. Oh, is it better than 2001 A Space Odyssey? Gosh, we're just a... We've turned into the very things that we hate. Good night. Not really. So, love Interstellar. Love it, love it, love it. Interstellar, great choice. And I'm going to go with my favorite movie of all time. came out in 2011. It's got the perfect blend of romance, of action, of thrills, of laughs. It is Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive. has probably my favorite soundtrack of a movie, too. It, the the music you love it just like in baby driver when the soundtrack elevates the mood and becomes almost like a character in the movie as well and everyone in acts their acts acts their bums off in this movie it's so good there's very little dialogue but you just feel the energy coming off of everyone and there's great chemistry between Ryan Gosling's character and oh i don't remember Michelle I don't remember her name, but it all works so well. And it is my favorite movie of all time. So I, I had to throw it on here for some in some way or another. Uh, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. That's it. Yes. Ron Perlman. <laughs> Nino. And Brian Cranston. Brian too. Cranston is in there. Yep. Love, love Night Call. What a song. I still listen to it today. Yes. Drive. I remember watching Drive with you back in 2017 for the first time. Probably. Yeah. Great film. Very essential to watch just to see how original this movie is. You know what I mean? And like you said, li- yeah. the minimal dialogue and just seeing the performance. It's just, yeah. I literally feel like I might go watch it tonight. I think you should. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I, I love it so should. much. Um, my next one for me, the last movie, this is one of my personal favorites, but I also feel like it's essential to watch because it's about family and a lot of us have family, hopefully, whether it's true. We probably came from one. Yeah, you know, maybe (laughs) (laughs) this might be a good chance that you have. If you haven't, please DM us. Yeah. Let us, let us know how that happened, how you were conceived. (laughs) Um, but that movie is Warrior. And uh, yes. I love Warrior because I have two older brothers, and this movie is about brothers, obviously, and it's about a dad. Um But this movie is this is the one movie I've actually cried in. Got me. The only movie? The only movie. I normally don't cry, wow. but this is the movie that just got me, and I was just like, what is going on right now? Um, oh. No, I just I I love Warriors just because it's just such like Star Wars. Even George Lucas said it's like a family soap opera. This is just about family, their different struggles that they're enduring, and then they have an opportunity to make money off of an MMA event. And if they win it, I mean they get a nice lump sum of money. 
Uh, the dad enters the picture, and he is just a phenom- phenomenal performance by him. Nick Holt, I believe. Let me look it up. Wow. Yeah. So, love Warrior. Check it out. I love MMA, too. UFC. Fun stuff. Nick Nick Nolte. Nicholas Nolte. Where did, where, where did that come Nick from? Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Does a great job. That, that scene, that's the scene that... <laughs> Nicholas that's, Nolte. <laughs> that's, that's who I was thinking of. He's the one in Mad Max. What a wonderful day. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's who you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, lo- Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton. My gosh. Love Warrior. Check it out. Good family drama type film and it's inspiring it's one of those feel good kind of cliche movies a little bit campy sometimes but i love it i'm here for it check out warrior also Central. as a side note if you've recognized the name nick nolte he plays quill and in the mandalorian i have spoken ah he's the voice of quill okay love um, love that you know so we've we've come to the end i've already talked about my favorite movie of all time being drive which is such a you know uh, a genre bending film and my choice for i don't know if this is the most essential but i i think it i think it's right up there in like the top three top five most essential movies best movies of the 2020 of the 2010s um it's a movie that tackles so much in one movie it talks it tackles you know uh self self you know i self identity it tackles race it tackles gender it tackles sexuality and that is 2016's moonlight by barry jenkins i i don't know what it is about this movie but i think it doesn't matter who what you identify as who you identify as if you watch if you watch moonlight Something is going to speak to you and you're going to come away feeling better about yourself and understanding others at the same time. And I think that's such a that's such a big aspect about film that should be more common is movies that will bring people together and help you feel something and help empathize with other groups of people and come away with different, I guess, just points of view. And Moonlight does that so well through the story of Chiron as a little boy, then as a teenager, then as a man, him trying to you know, come to peace with who he is. And I think a lot of us can resonate with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, like from the first act when Mahersha Ali tells him to be you, be who you are, and then that comes full circle towards the end. So lo- yeah. love the message displayed and being you. Don't let anybody think differently of you because you're you. You know what I mean? We all have our different qualities we all have our different attributes that we bring to the table and whether you know that's our sexual preferences whether that's things that we're into that people are not into you know what i mean whatever it is yeah we are who we are and we need to be who we are <laughs> oh exactly <laughs> so el- so uh with our dulcet tones so, so eloquent so eloquently spoken no yeah i agree wow. i think that those are all essential films to watch because fun they're comic books animated films films that display and you know tell you who you drama need to, who you need to be drama fa- family so these are all essential movies that we have collaborated with with each other to give you all to watch and and discover yes please give us your 10 one more time uh okay hold up let me pull it up pull that bad boy up. let's get it back uh i'll go i can start first okay I can start you got first. it you got it all you um n- number 10 on mine is her by spike jones number nine is inception by christopher nolan number eight is mad max fury road by george miller number seven is ladybird by greta gerwig number six is get out by jordan peele number five is avengers infinity war by the russo brothers Number four is Your Name, Makoto Shinkai. Number three is Wind River by Taylor Sheridan. Number two is Drive by Nicholas Winding Refn. And number one, Moonlight. I mean, I mean, La La Land. I mean, Moonlight. I mean, Moonlight <laughs> by Barry Jenkins. Hey, okay. I had to do that because of the Academy Awards. Good. Oh, wow. Love that. Um, Sweet. Mine is John Wick. Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, next. The Big Short, La La Land, Nice Guys, 
Blade Runner 2049, uh, Baby Driver, Whiplash, Interstellar, and Warrior. And perfect. Yeah. Already already said the directors. I can't I can't follow yeah. up with how Keek said it. He did it so good. <laughs> so yeah. Look at you know what you've come are... so far. Look at look at that emphasis you're putting in there. Oh, love that. So <laughs> Those are the 20 films that we are we feel that are essential to watch from the 2010s. Man, those are back-to-back lists. Love that. Those were. I love the list. And I think, I don't know about any of you guys, but I love just getting a nice little countdown of what people love, what people hate. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be doing a, a worst top 10, a worst 10 list, just because, yeah, these people are making movies. They're do it, They're fulfilling their dream, at least, so... We can't knock them with that, even if it does suck. Yeah, <laughs> you've already know what what films we <laughs> like. We already we already know what you guys already know what films we liked and disliked. Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, overall, 2019 was a phenomenal year. 2010s was a great decade of movies. I'm really excited for 2020. Some fun movies coming out. Tenet, 1917, as we mentioned, and is, is there another Star Wars? <laughs> they're announcing the next trilogy this this month oh my word so if you're sick of star wars you better start getting better we'll pop we'll pass you some day oh fear fast and furious nine that might have to be the next sweet film meetup might have to be the next sweet film meetup cross your fingers we'll see uh yeah so that is take 65 folks please send us your top favorites of the decade some essential movies that you think we we should watch there are some that I still have not watched that I need to see that I need to get to. However, I'm I'm comfortable and confident in my in my top ten there. Well, not top ten, too. but my sense. There's no really order in it, but. And if anyone is pooping themselves over the fact that yo you didn't include this, we just we just didn't see everything. We tried. We included what we wanted to, and this is our opinion. So you can tell us what you want us to see. And we'll do it. Wow. Subscribe, subscribe to the pod and give us five stars. <laughs> Not, you can't have said it better, Keeks. All right. Well, send us out with the, just that, that, that sweet. I want to hear it from the sweet Keek. Let's do it. Sweet. Sweet.